Mike, turn your games down. Hi, welcome to another movie episode of Games My Mom Found. I'm Mike Hubbardin, and who's going to having a having a having a pint with me tonight? This is Joe Butler, and I'm going to report a podcast. Grab a pint and wait for all this heat wave to blow over. I am the Let's Play Princess Phoebe Stanton, and I really don't want to be ripped to pieces. <laughs> and welcome. And we are bringing you another Patreon-voted episode, where every month I give I give you guys four options to choose from, and this year has been all movies that Mike has never seen, and this was a movie Mike has never seen, so you go see a poll. Uh, we have Patreon, we have a poll every month, but right now the poll is horror movies that Mike has never seen, so go vote. For little as a dollar, you can vote. All right, and we are here to talk about Shaun of the Dead, directed by Edgar Wright, came out in 2004. And I was pretty sure I never saw this this whole movie. I saw up to a certain point pretty early, and then I just I turned it off for one reason or another. I don't remember why or what happened. I think I thought it was stupid. I, I want to say every time I've seen this movie, I have never caught the beginning. I think I've only ever watched this movie fully, like, twice. This being like the second time. <laughs> I have watched this movie way too many times, but it has been a while. I don't know how I've never seen it, to be honest. Like it because 2000, I graduated high school 06. So, I mean, it would have been around that time. I know I was trying to watch movies and just different stuff. And people, somebody, cause I, somebody put this on at some point and I was watching part of it back in 0405. And I just like, this is stupid. And I just turned it off. And so I, when we went into this movie, I was expecting, okay, you know, I've seen parts of it. I've seen the record stuff. I'm like, okay, this is going to be a comedy. There's going to be zombies there, but it's going to be funny. And the movie goes like that for a while, but at a certain point, it turns. It isn't a comedy anymore, in my opinion. And it unsettled me. Well, I I believe, because so all these movies, this movie's part of a weird trilogy made by Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. It's this one. Hot Fuzz in the World's End. Yeah, Hot Fuzz in the World's End. Thank you, Phoebe. Uh, are all basically part of a trilogy that he made with Edgar Wright. This one is supposed to be not so much a parody. People often think it's a parody, but it's Simon Pegg very much wanted to, wanted to write a Night of the Living Dead movie, but in England, because I think he said something like, oh, well, Night of the Living Dead focuses too much on like a bunch of American stuff so that English sure. people would understand it. Yeah. And so he's like, well, what if we had it in England? And the interesting part is there really wouldn't be any guns in it. So that's kind of what the point of the movie is. Oh, that makes sense because guns are, are are guns outlawed in England for the most part. Yes, pretty much everyone besides America is like that, where you only get a gun if you're either hunting, which you get a rifle, or or like a shotgun, but it's like a up and over and under double barrel shotgun. Other than that, no other country really uses guns the like the way we do. That's a better thing because you do not need assault rifles unless you're getting attacked by wild boars. Remember that stupid meme that went around. No. Oh, okay, there was some meme on Facebook a few years ago to like, I need my AR-33 or whatever, you know, AR-15 to protect from the wild boars, rampaging boars. Yeah, he, yeah, it was some guy, I remember that, because some guy was like, yeah, he's like, what if very specifically 30 boars came into my lawn and attacked me? I would need my assault rifle. And everyone, everyone made fun of that guy for like a whole year. Okay, that's, that's what I was trying, I, I didn't know it was some idiot. I, I figured it was something, I just remember, I thought it was a meme, but apparently it was not exactly a meme. <laughs> some idiot. <laughs> Okay, that, that's interesting. I didn't even really think about that because, unfortunately, gun gun culture is too much of our world. I mean, all three of us are Americans, so like, it's just I don't like it, but it is what it is, and I'm like, it, 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 it I didn't really think about that in this movie. That make uh, makes complete sense. Also, I mean, these zombies are slow. You don't need you don't need guns. Apparently, a bat does it just fine. <laughs> 
I mean, if anybody's ever watched The Walking Dead, one of the best characters just uses a katana. That <laughs> that never needs sharpening, and I'm 90% sure is made of adamantium, but yeah, probably. <laughs> I don't, Walking Dead, I, I, I can't do. I, I found out that I don't really have the stomach for zombie stuff anymore. It's, it's hard for me. Like, this was a hard watch for me near the end. Oh, well, this, this was also peak, peak zombie. Like, I want to say it's after 9-11, slow yeah. down from like 2003 to like 2000, probably 2013 was just everything zombie media from this oh, yeah. to The Walking Dead coming out. To uh, right re- around now would be Dawn of the Dead, Land of the Dead. Yeah. When would yeah. Fido come out? Probably like 2005. I love that movie, too. <laughs> that movie's fucking great. Yeah. What is it? I want to say was it 2010 didn't help either because that was when uh, bath salts got real bad and people were eating people. Oh, God. <laughs> and people thought the zombie apocalypse was actually happening. Yeah. To be yeah. fair, though, it it was pretty fucked up. So I 100% understand why people believe that. I It was a fucking weird time. But movies do, I mean, can play a part in that. Like, so I get it. I, I remember that, too. I remember, like, well, I mean, this is not good. Like, we were also obsessed with the zombies that we had. World War Z, that book was out in the in the in the aughts. I had a copy of it. I remember that. I read it in like two thousand four, so around this time. I, I as as a as a loser myself who completely encaped himself in zombie media, I had the zombie survival guide. I wanna say I own at least five zombie nerf guns because those were also real popular. It's zombie media was real bad. I wrote a book that, that I did not publish and lost, but I wrote a novel about me and other people surviving a zombie apocalypse. Nice. But it got a little crazy. I remember that. So I unfortunately don't have it anymore. I would like put it up somewhere. <laughs> but yeah, I, I wrote it. I, I wrote a whole novel at one point, like 300 something pages. That's but, a lot. So I was I in, I was, I was in that whole thing too. It, it was in the process, but it, <laughs> so I completely get it. I, w- I wasn't bored, too. I, that's why I watched some of this movie, but I thought the movie was just too stupid as a kid. Like, this movie starts off, they're just at the bar, and it shows them drinking. I think this is when Liz is like, oh, yeah, we have to do something. She doesn't want to live the rest of her life at the Winchester. Which makes perfect sense. So, I watched this movie with uh, my partner sitting behind me the whole time, because he had to watch me for the podcast. This movie hits differently, older now, because, I, <laughs> like I said, th- this movie came out when I was roughly, like, 15 so you think you watch this movie and you think oh yeah cool zombies and you know there's a bunch of action and it's funny but like rewatching it now it's like oh these people aren't like the best people yeah. <laughs> no not at all but it's again really it's nice not to see a lot of human drama and you get their backstories through the events of the movie instead of flashbacks or anything like that mm-hmm. i mean they're not great people i mean you know sean's not a bad guy but he's not a great guy he's a bad boyfriend you know, he's not doing anything with his girlfriend. Like, oh, we just we go to the same pub every single night after work. We drink and then we go home. And I live with this other random guy that we that we only see once in a while in this movie. And then my his friend Ed forever long. He's been friends with the guy like years. It sounds like he said primary school. I'm going to assume that's elementary school, probably. Yeah, I think so. I do that real quick. <laughs> that might and, be high school. And I always pay attention to when title cards com- come in movies because of too many MCU movies. And you get the title card right after. You have them arguing at the talking at the bar where he's like, OK, tomorrow I'll take you off to dinner with that fish place. And then you get the title card. But I mean, but again, I thought this was going to be very much a comedy like him. You see him waking up. He looks like a zombie as he's waking up and yawning because he's probably partially drunk and hungover and got a shitty job and uh, retail. I get that. I get that 100 percent. 
And like, you know, just you see them playing a game for PS2, even like, was it Red? It looks like Red Faction or something. Uh, Time Splitters, I think. I should really oh, okay. play this one. Because I swear that was Halo for like, this, for like a split second. I was like, there's no way they're fucking playing Halo on a PS2. <laughs> they are not. No, I have that. I have that ammo counter UI just burned into my skull now because I played so much Time Splitters too. That is one series I have never touched for some reason. Time Splitters Two is ridiculous, and so it's heard. a great game. One day, but, I mean, it just it, it does that whole like it. It really feels like a comedy, like just him arguing with his roommate, like all the stuff where the guy's like, "Hey, this guy's a freeloader. Like, why is he here?" And he's like, "Oh, he's always here." Did he live there? He lives on their couch. Yeah, he's a roommate, but he doesn't pay rent or anything. Okay. Yeah. Hey, I know how that goes. I had one of those two before. <laughs> yeah, although, the one thing that uh, I do like about this movie, because I've seen this movie more times than I can count my fingers, there is a lot of reoccurring references in the movie that uh, oh, yeah. you can notice. One of them being, I want to say every single zombie that very specifically you see on screen is every single person from the first, what, 15, 30 minutes of the movie before the the apocalypse happens. Yeah. Yeah. Even Mary is just a cashier at the beginning of the film and the title card. It's cool how they do that. I mean, like the whole thing when you see, like you really see it when he's walking to work and he has like this whole pattern and everyone else just looks like they're falling asleep too. And I mean, it, I know the idea is like, oh, we look at our phones we read the paper. We're all just zombies too. Like that's kind of what they were going for. I felt. Yeah. I mean, like we just go through our life and just do the same thing every day and we're just all zombies. That was, it worked, though. Like, again, I was like, OK, this is funny. This is meant to be a funny movie. And I, again, I was really messed up by the end of this movie. Like, I went to I lay down and I didn't want to fall asleep. And I'm like, this movie kind of it didn't it didn't trouble me as much as Midsummer did that. that one <laughs> fucked me up. But this was a little like, mm, I just don't know. I didn't like it. I'm, I'm really excited to listen to that Midsummer podcast. It will be out in the time you're hearing this in a few weeks. <laughs> ah. For a week or two, not too long. It comes out in December. I release it. But I mean, I did like all the comparisons. I do like seeing all the people and seeing him go to work and, you know, just kind of go through the motions. Because, again, we all do. I mean, there we all go through motions, you know, of life, of just doing the same thing every day in, day out. I mean, that's just part of life. And I, I like it that it imitates that until everything goes to shit. There, there's also a weird, like, it's kind of a regional thing. I know, like, people in Europe, it's kind of on and off. I know people in Japan deal with it a lot. but some places like here, like a lot of times when people say, well, if you're unhappy, just move to a different city. Go ahead and just deal with that. And, you know, even though I moved to a different city and that cost legitimately an arm and a leg to move up here. But like in other countries, a lot of times the way people deal with stuff, it's like, oh, just suck it up and deal with it. If you're depressed with life, just, I don't know, go to a different bar. But I don't know. I mean, it, it's it, hard to move. I mean, I picked up and left to stay. I mean, hell, all three of us have picked up and left where we're from. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so... But it's expensive. I mean, I know when I first moved, I loaded up plastic bins on the back of a pickup truck. And oh, we you just got took... a pickup truck? I did. I was I, When I first moved, I moved multiple times. I was going to say, but... that was just an SUV for mine. I rented a pickup truck and had a friend drive it. And I remember we loaded my bike and a bunch of bins of video games I took with me at the time. My PS2 and GameCube collection, which I still have, actually, in, to the right of me and behind me. But And we loaded up, and I remember tro- and I remember we driving down the highway for like six hours. That's so I moved here twice. So, yeah. <laughs> no furniture and sleeping on a mattress on the floor when i first got to minnesota the second time or both times oh who hasn't slept on a mattress on the floor if even a mattress at all yeah yeah that's fair but it was also mattress on the floor of my pregnant girlfriend in a basement with her mother and her stepdad not that far from us in the same basement because we didn't have any money <laughs> it, was, it was i was 18 
Was that at least a big basement? It was. Okay. And then it, it got a little better as we got more room. But yeah, that's how it started off when I first came here the second time. <laughs> a long time ago. I don't recommend that. I don't think anyone does. No. But, but that's again, I mean, he brings up a good point. Like that's <laughs> moving is just can be like that. And, and that makes sense that another, you know, that. And also some countries are smaller, like England's a much smaller country compared to where we are in America. Yeah. So we, we, we're introduced to his weird, like, girlfriend issues about them doing the same thing. And honestly, he, he does the worst pick ever because he gets home and he he tries to call the place and they're already booked up. He and she, She's probably told him until she's blue in the face. She doesn't like the Winchester. And so he probably should have just told her, hey, I'll call you right back and try to find literally any other restaurant to go to. Well, to him, Ed's the voice of reason. They've been friends for so long that you're going to trust your best friend's guidance. You would think at a point you would still realize, hey, Ed, you, you, you can't keep suggesting the same thing each time. Mm-hmm. Doesn't work. I, but I, I, it does a good job of really, ham- I felt hammering that home and just showing the effect. And we also get a good view of what type of person Pete is. He's Pete's not very good either. Of them, even though Sean's trying to defuse the situation. Pete's an asshole. Yeah. And Ed was correct. The next time I see you, you'll be dead. <laughs> Edgar Wright is such a brilliant man in the Cornetto trilogy when it comes to foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, there was so much foreshadowing on this. I, I highly recommend because uh, have you have you seen the other two movies, Mike? No, this is actually my second movie I've ever seen by Edgar Wright. For, the only one I've seen before this was Scott Pilgrim. I <laughs> I immediately recommend at least both Hot Fuzz and uh, World's End. Because Hot Fuzz and they, Hot Fuzz is a murder mystery, and World's End has a twist that sadly was ruined before me. Like the day the movie came out, out Twitter, not Twitter, Tumblr surprisingly ruined it for me. Someone that <laughs> I follow, someone that I followed, like posted the entire ending and was like, "I can't believe this happens in the end," and blah blah blah. And it's like, oh, well, someone's for me going to go see that movie this weekend. I still highly recommend both of them, especially because they they have references to themselves in the whole trilogy. That's cool. I mean, I love all the foreshadowing. I knew some of it because some of it was in, in the back of my head, like the whole thing with like when he's coming home from work and you start seeing things are weird. Like you start seeing that, like some people like there's a guy eating, a, you know, eating a pigeon that disappears. There's you start noticing something's wrong. And then like you can hear in the background, like you'll hear a part of a radio. Like to me, I also did get that very Night for the Living Dead vibe. I didn't realize that he was doing a kind of a, a spoof on that because at one point. It's probably something about a meteor. Night Living Dead is a meteor that goes over and then infects everybody. And I think at some point near the end of the movie, they talk about a rage virus that was called ah. the monkeys. <laughs> Wasn't that what 28 Days Later is? Yep. Okay. It's been a while since I've seen that movie. That's a fucked up movie, too. That's a great movie, too. I liked it, but I don't know if I can do horror movies. I mean, I'm doing a whole bunch. At the time you hear this, I'm doing a whole bunch coming up, but... Because <laughs> I'm a sucker. It's October, so... But, yeah, I don't like them. No, no, I just, I, I really like the first shout. I also like the fact that he's completely oblivious to what's happening, which, again, makes sense. There are so many people who go in and out of life. I mean, you know, go to work, you do your thing, you do what you have, and you don't even realize what's happening. That is a very common thing that I used to see in my jobs all the time. Like, people just wouldn't notice things. It might also just be hung over. I mean, for yes, but I mean, like, nobody's really noticing things, it feels like. Yeah. He's not in a big city, but he's in a big enough city to where I want to say also to you just kind of mind your own business. There's enough freaks and weirdos running around, so it's it's all good. Aren't they in <laughs> London? I'm not entirely sure. 
I don't think it. Oh, in Crouch N, an area of North London, approximately five mi- five miles from the city of London, the western half of the borough of Herringy. Wait, the so Crouch N is real? Yes. I just thought it was a short story by Stephen King. <laughs> it's a real thing, apparently. Okay. So yeah. there was a lot of there's just like in everything like you see him fighting with Liz. Okay, when you yeah when he fights with Liz at her apartment, he screws up, and then that's when they break up. And then of course they go to Winchester, they go have a drink. Yep. I did like that. I mean, I did like how you start noticing things are wrong with like a couple that are, you know, making out outside the bar at night. And you start seeing that there's things that are just a little bit off, but and very as, little bit at first. And as they're drinking together, Ed tells you the entire plot of the film that's about to happen. <laughs> we have a Bloody Mary in the morning by the king's head, a couple of the little miss, uh, the little princess, and then shamble along back to the Winchester for shots. <laughs> I didn't catch that. This is the kind of movie where you kind of want to watch it twice. I don't, uh, but it's a, I would have caught more stuff. If, if if I can recommend a second uh, second way to watch this movie, because I, I love what it's the only way I'll enjoy watching movies a second time, I recommend Kill Count. Uh, Kill Count always goes over the movies, and the guy uh, always talks about like behind-the-scenes stuff, too. That's where I found out that there's three deleted scenes that they remade into like storyboards for the movie, which is what I said on, on, the, on the group chat. Okay, I did not watch those, unfortunately. But They're pretty I good. I will talk about them when the movie's over then for Michael. Okay, no, please, please do. I want to hear. I just didn't have time today. <laughs> like, also, like, they go home drunk and it makes sense when they don't notice. Like, you see, like I said, I brought up that couple, but all of a sudden the guy's head falls off because <laughs> she's been eating his neck for the whole time. <laughs> I think there's, like, somebody else that walks by and puts their arms up. He's like, because, you know, he's drunk, too, and doesn't realize, like... I think there's even like a little bit of news here and there you hear about people getting, you know, people getting sick and everything. And then I think when they get back to the house, when Pete's all like, I got to go into work and I got bit or something like that. If I remember correctly. Bit by some mugger. And I really like that they're just sitting outside of the bar and the zombie is harmonizing with them. <laughs> or the one that comes to the door, bangs the door, we're closed and just walks off. I believe Pete also says that he has to go to work on a Sunday because everyone in his office is out sick. Yes. I didn't even notice that. Yeah, he, he so many times. He's complaining everybody's sick, and like you also have it when when he go when Sean goes to work earlier, and you have all like the fucking oh that that bothered me because I was a guy who was a manager of, of a retail store, and like you know he's he's twenty nine, I was thirty something at the time, but they're all like seventeen year olds and stuff. Yeah, that was just funny. And he's like, oh yeah, my manager, he's he's sick today. Like you know, you they, they start feeding it in and. and that whole scene when the next morning when Sean wakes up, walks to the store to go, you know, to buy a, a Coke and doesn't and he slips on blood at one point, doesn't look down, just grabs his Coke can, pays the guy, walks away. And then, like, you see the, the, the zombie owner just shuffling in the background coming towards him. And there's no newspapers on the counter either. Oh, I didn't catch that. Oh, I it? caught the blood. So there's blood every there's blood everywhere. And. He's just completely oblivious to everything around him, oblivious to the people that are walking, like the beggar that comes up to him, like just unaware of everything. And I get that. There are people out there who would be completely unaware who just go along with their day and not even notice. I've seen it. <laughs> <laughs> I've worked enough retail jobs where I've seen people just come and go and have no fucking idea what the hell just happened. So I completely can buy that. But it's so well done. And then the, the joke that happens like three times before, they're like, you got to start closing the door because the guy always leaves the door open at, at night when he comes home. And then a zombie ends up walking through the door a little bit later. <laughs> yeah, was, that was good. That that zombie is behind him in line uh, for the at the convenience store earlier in the movie. Oh, I didn't catch that. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, like I said, they they reuse everyone uh, in this entire movie. I think 
the my favorite one, which I think is funny, is I think he tells the kid in the beginning that he doesn't want to be doing this forever. And the zombie pushing the zombie the zombie pushing the shopping cart at the end of the movie is the kid that he was talking to. Yeah, oh, I, I didn't catch that. that. One. I love that. Yeah, you know, and and ever since 2020 happened. <laughs> And, you know, I hear, like, you know, when you ever see stuff of the plague and people are just, like, keep going along their daily, I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. Yep, nothing oh. changed. Gotta go to work. Ah, people are turning to zombies. We gotta get to work. I'm oh, like, yep, that's fair. If if 2020 has taught me anything, COVID has taught me anything, especially with this movie, is that people choose to ignore bad things that happen to him. There's two people who get bit in this movie and are like, oh, I'm sure I'm fine. Uh-huh. Or Pete. Or I mean, stepdad. I did laugh at the stuff with, like, because this is when I thought the movie was still a comedy. Like when they go in the backyard, this was in my memory. I had remembered this scene very well when they do see Mary, the zo- the, the zombie, and then they push her over by accident onto the pole and she gets up with a hole inside of her. They start throwing records at her. But they're That's arguing the- over which record to throw and which one to not. Fair. That is still funny. Poor was- Batman soundtrack. <laughs> was vinyl more po- was vinyl popular in 2004 again already? I don't think so, but I think it was just more of an idea of he's an older type of soul okay i was just curious i know like vinyl's huge now yeah i think i think the idea is that they they're in their 30s so if this is like 2000 like i say let's go ahead 2000 vinyls would still be technically popular in the 90s when they were going to college give an example mm, oh and yeah. you even see him with the uh the turntable so he's like a little amateur dj that might also be a good reason why <laughs> yeah that could be it too yeah <laughs> <sighs> But that part is just, it was just hilarious. And they're just throwing the records at them. And they're not really even doing anything. Like, nothing's being accomplished. It's also the only scene that doesn't use practical effects. They had to actually CGI that hole through his stomach. Oh, that makes sense. Looks good. It does. Well, all they did was, I think they said that they, uh... They couldn't get it while moving up or something, so they that they filmed. They took a picture of the background, and then they put the, the green screen, like, hole on her. And then they, they green screened it up, or however, you know, it works, yeah. So They did it good, though. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't bad at all. It's just such a funny scene and it it made me really think this movie is a is going to be a comedy. I'm going to keep saying this, but it really that's how I felt. Like this whole part when this is happening and the, you have the mother calls them and they're like, "Okay, we're going to go, you know, and that her husband has been bit and they make sure you know like, "Oh, it's his stepfather, not his real father." And then you're like, "Okay, we're going to go kill this I forgot his name all of a sudden. The stepfather." Hello. We're going to go kill Phil, rescue Bar, rescue my mom, go get Liz. Go to the Winchester, have a plan. They just keep saying that, like, this is the whole plan. And throughout this movie, I was thinking, that's a terrible plan. Like, the bar is not a safe, is not a secured place to go. But it has the rifle, and it, it has to be a real rifle. Big Al says so. <laughs> Which, now that Joe makes that comp, how, like, again, I feel bad that my American brain went, well, everybody's got guns. I'm like, oh, this is this, this shitty place. So it makes more sense that you go somewhere in one of the few places you know that might have a gun. Also, uh, to, to Sean's belief as well, he's the only one with the plan. That's kind of why they keep following him. I want to say they argue about it at least twice more in this movie where it's like, but this was a bad idea, Sean. He says, I didn't see anybody else give me any ideas. No Except one for David, any- whose brilliant fucking idea was to break a window. Uh, I mean, to be fair, at that point, they didn't have a lot of options. But I mean, they should have really thought about that before they decided to, you know, run in front of a crowd of zombies. And also, the whole plan was to get to a safe haven. You just exposed. You made a flaw in the safe haven. Yes. And you don't have boards to, you know, to fix it and make it safer again. So you don't have options. I I, I, I was thinking too much about it. I'm going to I make I have a couple comments real quick here about where they really fucked up in this movie. But like the whole stuff when they go get the cricket bat and they get the shovel in the beginning when they do kill those two zombies in the, in the garden, like 
I don't know. Every, I've been watching too much turtle stuff, but every time I see a cricket back, I'm like, God, you got to understand Crumpus to understand cricket. <laughs> so, so, I mean, I've been making that joke now for a while on here, and that's what I keep thinking of every time. And I'm like, fucking A. Is that a Casey joke? Yes, from the first Turtles movie. Uh, oh my God, it was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been recording way too much turtle stuff over the last few months of this podcast, so yeah. Okay, to be fair, as a 90s kid, I only recently watched the first TMNT movie a couple good months movie. ago. It was a great movie. I can't wait, wait to watch the second one. It's good, but not as good. And then the third one is, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to stop on two. Don't worry. Okay, good. <laughs> That's good. That's where you want to do. Just get to two. And then, and then you have, oh, okay, so after this, they, they end up, they take, I like that they take Phil's car, because, like, well, Phil's dead at this point, so he's not going to matter. Or, no, Pete. Pete's not going to care. <laughs> you know, and, he just killed him. Or, you know, he already got bitten, he turns in the shower. Destroys Pete's car so that way they can take the jack. That was hilarious, though. He's like, oh, What happened to Pete's car? He's like, It crashed. You were parked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a good, it's a good scene. Like that whole thing where, you know, he's going to go get his mother and he's like, He goes in there to go kill his father, his stepfather, and the guy's like, I'm, he's still alive. He's like, Oh, hi. <laughs> he puts on the cricket mat. And of course, you're always going to have that person who thinks, oh, it's just a bite. It's just a cold. It'll blow over. You know, <laughs> maybe in 2004, that was like a joke joke. Like, oh, man, that wouldn't happen. After in 2023, I'm like, yeah, that's completely real. I'll never forget this. I'm, I've said this before. I'm going to repeat the story again. I remember I was at work talking to some, one of my coworkers about how my son got COVID. And there was a guy who was a contract. He was a driver. He came in the building to pick up boxes where I worked. And they, oh, it's not real. And this and that. We weren't talking to him. He just felt that he needed to tell me that it's not real. And I'm just like, yeah, you fucking idiot. <laughs> so, yeah, I completely buy it. Like, there's no, no, completely buy that. I mean, we already seen it. It would happen. It would happen. You know, happen fictional. Happens in real life. That's, yeah. And this is even the more, you know, this is, they'd be like, oh, it's all fake. It's fake. That's not a real zombie biting the guy. It's all stage. They're all actors. I'm, I completely buy it. I, I know the writer's strike's going on, but I am immediately surprised that we did not have a realistic zombie movie come out after COVID ended. That's fair. I think oh, we God. were just all so fed up with everything that we didn't want that. Yeah, that's fair, too. <laughs> <laughs> but then you have you have Philip gets bitten right right before they get the Jaguar, and then he gets bitten right on the neck, and I'm like, yeah, he's gone. Yes. Sorry, but even then, you wouldn't, I mean, you get hit in the neck, you're not really going to sur- survive it in general. Not to mention you got bit by somebody, so... Oh, it's just like, I was like, man, maybe you should not bring him in the car. Maybe bring him in the car. Let's go. Like, yeah, he's dead, guys. Like, it's time to let him go. I, I think it's a typical zombie thing. I, I wanted, I wanted, I've always wanted to dig deep and see why they, it's a situation. But I always feel like people get bit on the neck a lot in zombie media. But yeah. I also, I also feel like the reasoning behind it is because, oh, well, it's the neck. So you can't cut that part off of you. Because, I mean, if you cut in the hand or the leg, you can always just chop it off and fifth. 50% of the movies I've seen that works and the other 50% it doesn't. How does so. that work for Lee, Joe? He would have been fine if they actually, you know, the, the story didn't make it to where he had to die. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I always think of it's with the stuff with Lee. And I'm like, well, cut off your hand. Oh, wait, you're still dead. All right. No, well, to be fair, they waited too long to cut off his hand, too. They went like a whole, I think, like eight hours before they finally actually cut his arm off or his hand off. I can't remember. Oh. We did it once for this show, and I never want to play that game again, so. Oh, that took me way too long to figure out what the hell you two were talking about. It was meant Wait to be. It was me- it's meant to be only get it if you know what I'm talking about, because I don't want to spoil it to people that don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. So. Yeah. yeah. I'm trying to keep it that way, but yes. <laughs> uh, I do like when he goes to get Liz, though, and you have the whole thing where he, 
So this is the part where I got kind of upset with the movie. The, where Liz is at, you obviously can tell he had to climb to get there. The zombies can't get in. That's safer. But it was a spot where Ed couldn't smoke at. Because that, that was that was the reason, which I, I was going to want to save it towards the end of the movie. But I feel like 100% of this movie, a lot of the issues they have, 90% of them are Ed's fault. Fair. Does he buzz in on the second trip to Liz's apartment? Yes, he, he does, but they won't let him in until he climbs up. That he climbs so, up the window. You know this person, and yeah, I understand there are some zombies outside, but you can easily see them. You could grab weapons and take care of the, the, the stairwell. What they yeah. did was kind of cruel. Well, he hit the button, but he wasn't answering them, because they're sitting there going, oh, yeah. hello. Yeah, and you hear him. You hear him beating zombies in the background. So to be fair, he didn't say it was him. They oh, just, fair. Yeah. They thought maybe one of the zombies hit the button or something. I, don't know. I mean, that's fair. But I was just do. like, you really should have just stayed there because you're in a higher place. You're more you're more protected. I mean, with it being more apartments, I'm sure there's more food there, too. You know, I mean, it just I, again, it, it was the it was the it was me was thinking like, this doesn't make sense. You don't want to leave this. But I get it. Movie had a movie. And these aren't smart people. They are smart zombies, personally enough. I, I do like the idea of the zombies in this. I like the idea that you retain some of your knowledge from beforehand. Yeah, well, if I was to turn the radio off that's too loud, the kid kicking the soccer ball at Sean's head. Somehow Pete knows they're going to be at the Winchester. Yeah. Where else are they going to go? Yeah, we're... Yeah. I mean, they do it every day. And again, it's part of that foreshadowing for what comes later. It's pretty damn funny. And I don't know, I just kept thinking of that when they went to Liz. I'm like, you guys are idiots. You can't, like, you need to stay here. Like, I mean, again, I get it. And then the whole idea where you add the fact that her, her roommate likes her and has liked her, like, for years, even though he's dating her friend. Oh, uh, yeah. To add that little bit of, like, you know, love triangle Poor type Jack. thing. So I got a question for you two. As, you, as, as, they, as, they're, as they're heading to the pub, you have a part where they find the other survivors, which is a mirror of the same group of, the, of them, which I thought was hilarious. Mm-hmm. One of them, I swear, is Martin Freeman. Oh, it is. And Matt okay. Lucas is the, the Ed variant. Who was? Matt Lucas. He did a show called Little Britain, and he's also Nardal in Peter Capaldi's Doctor Who. Okay. Never seen Doctor Who, unfortunately. I'm... Okay. I was just, I was like, I mean, he's in there for like one second. Like, I mean, probably literally like two seconds, three seconds on screen. I'm just like, that's Martin Freeman. If it helps, he's more prominent in the other two movies in the trilogy. Oh, that's cool. I, I really like that, and I do like. I, it was just so funny seeing the same group of them, you know, kind of mirrored, and how he runs into that girl like three different times, whatever her name was. Yvonne. Yeah, I like that. I think you could tell like there was a relationship there at one time or something. That's how it felt like. I think it was just cool. I think they just kind of know each other, like they're like college okay. friends or something. Yeah. I felt like she liked him, and he just was too stupid and drinking all the time. That's all I took it. I I do think it's funny that the Ed. Ed is texting the same guy because I think they're both on their phones and I think they're texting each other. Oh. <laughs> okay, I didn't catch that. <sighs> and yeah, this is when the movie kind of starts to get a little bit more vicious because as they're walking to the pub, I think you see some people getting eaten off to the side and that still bothers me. And one of them is it, which is the only way that Sean understands that they're going in the right direction. <laughs> oh, fun, fun fact, Mike, that what is it? The fence jumping scene is in every yes. single trilogy. Is every single movie for the trilogy? Okay, I'm I'm okay with. I, I'd be up for watching more, especially Hot Fuzz and Cornetto, or not Cornetto, but the the role ends with you because I'm assuming there's less zombies, so I'll be more and less horror, so I'll be interested. Yes, 
World's End definitely does not involve zombies, but involves something else. So, I just saw something about blue lights because I'm watching YouTube videos right now. Not about that movie, but just I found that kill thing you were talking about. Oh, okay. <laughs> so just playing in the background. Yeah, don't, don't spoil World's End. That that ending is no, really, I, I won't really good. Look up anything. I'll probably we'll probably end up getting to it now. I've been trying to start trilogies and finish things in this in this podcast now. When I start something, maybe. But do, yes, do we? Do either of y'all think it's weird that Sean jumps on a baby trampoline and it gets launched like 10 feet in the fucking air? Oh, yeah, it's hilarious. I mean, <laughs> all I thought of was, bow, bow. I'm not doing it right. The Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I'm trying to make a reference to that. That's what reminded me. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Phoebe. <laughs> That's what goes through my brain every time. Bow, bow, bow. It's just Ferris Bueller. That's what I thought. Is. I thought there was a joke to Ferris Bueller's Day Off when he, when he dumps. Maybe and- not, but that's how I took it. A little bit of foreshadowing here, too. The fact that his mom stops because she thinks she recognizes somebody. And when Sean goes to save her, the door is wide open and the zombie is gone. Yeah, and then all of a sudden you just see her again when he thinks he loses her. And and again, it makes sense that somebody, you know, people, again, COVID, people would do this and not even realize it. No question. Whenever he's talking to, he's he's talking to everyone in the background. What when he's talking to his mom, you can very much see her stuffing uh, napkins into her sleeve. Oh, I did not catch that. Yeah, and little camera tricks. She'll always be playing with her wrist. That's around the area that she got bit. Okay. I, I also think it's funny while I was watching the movie. Whenever he does like the big, he gets like the the pole and he swings the he swings the ball around hit the zombie in the head and he goes nah it's not gonna work my my, my partner is behind me and he goes yeah i do that too it's okay <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then like the whole thing when he's trying to kill that zombie to save his mother and they're just and the two guys are just watching him and the, i thought that was kind of hilarious at least he calls them out on it yeah mm-hmm. so like yeah that's nice just do what you're doing we don't care yeah uh, you you had it under control, though. So we believed in you. <laughs> so I think Dave was just kind of hoping that Sean would get taken out. Well, yeah, I mean, they're all assholes, so, you know, it makes sense. I just think men are assholes a lot of times, so I'm going to go with that. <laughs> In a situation like this, a lot of men would just be assholes. A lot of people would just be assholes, but I, I kind of get a kick out of the part where they start imitating the zombies. Like, I did like it where the, the one girl who doesn't really do anything in the group, Liz's friend, they kind of get this gives her a chance to actually have some meaning or something for her character where she's like, oh, we got to act like this and having them imitate the zombies. She does say earlier in the film that she is a theater major or something along those lines. So she would okay, know I didn't catch that. Okay, that's cool. Okay, that makes sense. I, I So much foreshadowing in this movie. This is the kind of movie where I really, like, God, it happens all the time in the show where there's like, you know, I watch, watch a movie and I'm like, I should watch it again to catch stuff that I did not realize. Each one of these movies is going to be about three or four times and you <laughs> might still miss things. I can't watch this movie again. There, There's a, I want to say there's at least twice in the movie. Uh, in the beginning of the movie, there's a, there's a guy jogging by Sean's house and then in the redo of the same scene, he runs by Sean. You can see him running in the background like two more times, which means he probably survived. That was great. I mean, if you could run, you. Pr- I mean, these zombies they show you are very, very slow creatures and not very smart. I mean, zombies aren't in general, but these seem slower than some other fiction that I've that you know we've covered on the show. They also may not be very strong because Sean kind of runs through them and doesn't get eaten. Yeah, like in Walking Dead, you'd be dead. Yeah, I mean, they would not be able to get that close and survive. But it also makes sense too as to why why they should be super strong because they are just decaying bodies. 
Yeah, it just depends on the virus idea. Yeah, I also prefer zombies than I do infected parasites. Uh, you like, mean I like... don't like the idea of a of a lost plagas inside you as much. I mean, I do love RE4. I I prefer this versus that in general. Well, RE4 is supposed to be a more invasion of the body snatchers. Yeah, I just See, prefer I prefer zombies. Seeing I I just watched that for the first time like two weeks ago too, and seeing that movie is like oh. Okay, now RE4 makes more sense. I was about to say, which version? <laughs> Not the first one, the second one that was made in, like, I think, the 80s. Okay, I've, I think I've seen that one. There's, I know there's one with Nicole Kidman and Daniel Craig that came out way later. i never seen it. I just remember trailers for it. You say that's all I can think of is The Forgotten. Is what? It's another weird alien invasion movie. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. 78. I saw the 78 version. Okay. So the best what? one. Okay. But when they're imitating the zombies, I mean, it it did bother me because it's not how that would work. But that's me arguing semantics in the zombie movie. I buy The Walking Dead when they cover themselves in the zombie goo. I buy that. I don't buy this, but it works. You know, when they're yeah. sneaking by and they get all the way to the front door of the bar and then all of a sudden Ed answers the phone. Because so was, somebody wants to buy drugs in the middle of the zombie apocalypse. Completely buy. Hey, I, I buy that, don't you? That would yeah, happen. I'd buy that. Yeah, follow out while everything else is going on. <laughs> so i thought that was i mean it was just like i mean them arguing i thought was good to like kind of have them like for the first time really freaking out about i mean and again i felt it was more about arguing about what's happening i mean here they're surrounded by zombies and i but i do love when the when the camera pans back to the zombies they're all just staring at them <laughs> that was good no we'll let you hang up the phone we'll let you finish your conversation <laughs> they're all just staring at them <sighs> I, I was that was just so fucking funny. I don't know if this is a testament or a weakness to this movie, but we are close to the end and we've only been talking for forty eight minutes. It's a good film, I would say, but it's simple. No, it's a very simple and very short film. No question. I mean, it's just that's the kind of movie it is. Mm-hmm. I have I, I the one thing that's always confusing about this movie in general is there's a scene in the beginning and then which eventually gets them caught in a little bit. What the fuck is Ed playing? Is he playing like a slot machine? Yes. Okay. Because it looks weird. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's also this. I don't know if this is true for England. I know this is true to other parts of, of this country at one time. It might be true in England, too. Thanks, uh, Pawn Stars. That you couldn't have gambling exactly. So you'd have machines that would imitate gambling. You'd get tokens and then you could give your tokens to the bar, you know, the bartender under the table and he would give you money. I can confirm that this is still a thing because gambling is illegal in the state that I am in. But the local bar has a slot machine. And there is a quote-unquote casino an hour drive from us, and it is exclusively slot machine. <laughs> so, yeah, no, it's a real thing. It's just, I don't know all the details, but I know in England, I'm pretty sure it was illegal, too. So. Well, it's also probably a thing where if, if that machine gives you tokens, you could probably use tokens to buy alcohol from the, from the pawn shop, or the pawn shop, the bar, so. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, no, that makes sense. I mean, something like that. That's what that was, and that's why he's playing it. In the end, when everything goes to shit. Also, this movie goes really quick, too. Like, I watched this movie last night, and I was, I, I woke up from a nap. I was tired. I wanted to go back to bed. But I'm like, I got to watch this for the for the podcast tomorrow. So, so, but yeah, it goes quick. Even when I was tired and kind of not really into it, it was, it was just fun to watch. Something around an hour 30. Yeah, it's not long at all. Then I, then I went to bed and couldn't sleep. So, <laughs> Which is weird, because they have there's a lot of cut stuff from this movie. That was like the, the behind the, the deleted scenes you were talking about earlier. 
Another, I, I looked that up because I didn't know where to find it at, but apparently there's also more deleted scenes in this movie. I didn't get a chance to look at those either. Oh, wow. I'm, I'm not surprised. I mean, this an hour and a half. a long movie if you make at least a director's cut. Yeah. An hour and a half worked, though. I mean, th- I don't think this movie would have worked had it been a lot longer. Like, an hour 39 is enough. Also, this, this movie probably would have worked. Uh, this movie works the way it is because there is several other mistakes that they make throughout the movie that is their own fault. But it's also zombie apocalypse is very much here the moment no one thinking things through kind of thing yeah like we now we're at the point where they get when they do get the bar and he breaks the window open then sean just makes this runs off with the zombies to distract them yeah so that one of the lead scenes which is the first one uh, explains how sean got away from the zombie horde and he ran around the corner and he jumped inside of a trash can or like a like a the, the dump thing and uh the, he waits i think he says he counted to 20 and waited for him to walk past them and that he he got away or what he assumes to get away scot-free except for one zombie saw him running away and that's why they followed him okay that makes sense <laughs> the best part about that is every 50 steps or so he would have to stop so that way they could catch up because otherwise their attention would have been drawn somewhere else mm-hmm. unless he ran in a straight line and stayed in their vision I imagine he he knew he knew that they were he knew that they that they were following him because I want to say he probably did bring them pretty far because they're waiting for him for probably like what like an hour and then it's like another hour while they're waiting until it gets dark and so they that hour they were probably waiting for it to get dark and he turns the lights back on it's probably when they finally recaught back up to him. Well, also I mean I I buy into that whole idea that zombies just would just be wandering along and then if they saw other zombies they would just follow them. Yeah, it's a good thing that while Sean was leading them along, there were no zombies ahead of him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, he does get by them pretty easily, so in general. I mean, these aren't very fast zombies, and they're... I mean, this movie is still playing it as a comedy. It isn't really... In my opinion, it isn't up until the bar when things go from a comedy to a straight horror movie, in my opinion. Well, it's a, it's a, it's a stark comedy. Yeah, but it gets, it gets really disheartening and just, like, I mean, the whole team pretty much dies in this part. Uh, you'd think that, but you'd be surprised if they don't. Well, okay. For example, uh, you have, like, when they're in the bar, you have you have some stupid shit happens. You have the thing with the bartender where they can't forget how to kill him for some reason. You have them trying to turn on the lights and all that crap. Ed being an idiot and making noise with the slot machine that we were talking about. But when things are really getting bad and you have the zombies banging on the window, I think oh. it's it's a certain point where... The John Lennon lookalike guy ends up going by the window. Yeah, David see... just heads right next to everything. Well, yeah, and I mean, I get like their whole fight because Barbara's been turned, and he's like, "Okay, we need to shoot Barbara," and they're just and I get it; they don't want to kill her. Now, now wait, hold on. We're we're missing the most expensive part of the movie. Okay, the I know I'm kind of sequence that that song cost them like half their budget and they were trying so hard to get the rights to use that song in this movie. I hate stuff like that. Yeah, but it, it happened. It's not, it's not the creator's fault because I'm no, I mean, what they're not. I mean, I just don't like how expensive I I'm I'm more speaking of a video games where video games would go away because they have a song and like, okay, we can't re-release this ever again. Mm. Alan Wake. Yeah. I mean, exactly. That game was gone for, years because of a song what game was it alan wake alan wake i there's a a lot of licensed music in that game wait really yeah oh yeah the ending of each level plays a major song and there's a space oddity by david bowie you have some parts of the fall there's a few others that i can't think of currently 
Well, I mean, when you start the game, there's a big Verizon sign, and then also when you picked up items, they very much call them. You picked up a Duracell battery. But that's just marketing. Like that's not like they're not pay- they're not licensing that. They're getting paid to have that. Yeah, yeah. the Night Springs game on the Xbox 360. Which game? Uh, Night Springs, at, which is the in-universe Twilight Zone, has a game. Oh on the yes, Xbox 360. Okay. I mean, that's just like making money off stuff like you're getting paid. That, that doesn't. But it's just the fact like when when they have music and stuff just can't get re-released because someone's like, oh, you now we got to renegotiate the contracts like yeah. the Marvel games. I mean, there's so many great Marvel games that are lost to time because Disney's like, oh, you want to release your game? OK, we want the money. Like, let's put out the game. Get to, you know, like work it out a, a reasonable deal. Like you guys are being ridiculous. I'm sure it's what it is. Also, the old guy that they're beating up is is not does not have a stunt double so they actually beat up a old man in this movie <sighs> and i i remember that because i was behind the scenes thing and simon pig's like yeah that dude took it like a champ like we weren't using real pool, pool cues but he they were they were trying to figure out how to film it so they could get a stunt double in and it's like no no he's like i'll do it just just please don't beat me to death yeah which my roommate kind of pointed out because we watched this together yesterday and they went they're not really hitting that zombie that hard easily take him out with one of the chairs no let's use a pool cue still one of the best parts of the entire film though also i don't i don't care what anyone says dogs can look up because i have two of my dog i have two of my dogs over here and i will call him over and he will look up at me but uh my partner says it is him turning his head so it doesn't count to which i call bullshit hey look up no question (laughs) <laughs> Sean took that dart to the head like a champ. Yeah. That hurt. That's all I can think of. But it's just everything with the bar to me is, is what I was getting to um, that I, I was kind of speeding my way to. Like when the when John, the, the John Lennon guy dies and he gets and he gets ripped open and they pull and they, you start seeing the zombies pulling out his guts and his legs and his limbs fall off. That part is like. This movie is it it went to a new level and all the comedy in my opinion is gone. Barbara just got he had to shoot his mother. His is this guy gets eaten. I mean, Ed gets bitten in the neck by Pete, the guy from the beginning they didn't that they left in the in the in their flat. You have the girl who I thought was dead but I see in like I'm in watching when I'm in the deleted scene she's supposed to have survived, the one that runs out the door. Yeah. yeah. But in the movie, I thought she was dead because she just she runs out the door. And you don't see her again. So this prob that probably isn't the worst thing I've seen. And I know uh, Mike hasn't seen it. Phoebe, have you seen one of the Night of the Living Dead spinoffs? I think it's not Dawn of the Dead. It's one of the other of the dead. I've seen Dawn of the Dead, Land of the Dead. I've seen Night of the Living Dead. I know I've seen one of those Return of the Living Dead straight to TV movies that were on Sci-Fi Channel, like Dead Rave or whatever the hell. Yeah, I think you're talking about the one Batista. No, no, no. There is a there's this. It's a sequel to Dawn of the Dead. I can't remember what it's called, but it, it's very much a George A. Romero movie. And it's where they're living underground. It's a Day of the Dead. Day of the Dead. I've seen, seen that back in the 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 eighties or what seventies, whatever version. I've seen the original. If there's a remake, yeah. I don't know, but I definitely I, seen the original. Say, I have not seen Day of the Dead. Oh. I haven't seen Diary or Survival either, but I'm really excited for Twilight. Diary is okay, but I want to say. Is it? Day? It is Day of the Dead. Day of the Dead. That well, the the scene where he gets ripped apart is a reference to Day of the Dead because a guy also gets ripped apart in that movie. Yep. Yeah, I know if you've seen that, Mike. Have you seen that one, Phoebe? I have not. Sadly, that enough. one. That one's really good. I haven't seen it since the early since the the early aughts. God, it's weird saying that, but like I feel like this stuff bothers me more than it did when I was in a, when I was a teenager. You know, early adult. So 
I think the two reasons why this scene kind of had to exist is one, it's foreshadowed in the flat with Liz. When Daph goes, we don't want to go outside, we'd be torn to pieces, and I don't want to be torn to pieces, do you, David? But the other reason is, we've seen a lot of headshots and different things throughout this movie. Sure, Mary had a hole in her, but there must be some type of weird contractual thing where if you're making a zombie movie, you have to have at least one scene of straight, gratuitous violence and death. (laughs) It just... It just really bothered me. And like right before this, you have it when he's shoot was going to shoot Simon or Simon Pegg, I mean, or the main character, Sean. He was going to shoot Sean, but the gun misfires. Yeah. If the gun wasn't, you know, a blank or didn't have a, any more bullets in it, Sean be gone by now. <laughs> they didn't I, even hesitate to pull the trigger. I don't know how the hell she survives it when she runs out the door with his leg. She runs up a tree. Yeah, but I guess Sean's these zombies are slow because a normal zombie would have they, in a normal zombie thing she would have been dead. Uh, Sean survived it. Oh, good point. But I feel like they're more vicious at this point. Uh, Maybe I'm just adding my own flavor. But like I don't know, it just bothered me when Ed. Like I thought as this movie goes, when they jump behind the bar and Ed's been bitten in the neck and they light the fire, I'm like they're all dead. I'm like this movie's gonna end with everybody dead, and that's where I yeah. thought it was going. But of like, course, I really every thought bar has a cellar. Hmm? But of course, every bar has a cellar. Yeah. The one thing that isn't foreshadowed. The one, th- well, uh, it is and it isn't foreshadowed. And like I said, uh, I want to bring up up until this point. Ninety percent of this movie is very much is very much Ed's fault. You, 100%. he didn't remember if there was a cellar in the bar, so technically they could have gone the bar and immediately went in the cellar, and they would have been fine. What is it? Ed is the one who ends up technically answering his phone whenever they get to the Winchester in the first place, and crashed the car at the beginning of the movie so now they're only stuck with two cars that itself is kind of a double-sided coin because i mean technically if they let the mom drive with the dad the mom the dad could have turned and eaten her so uh, it's kind of iffy on that one but uh they also had two cars they would have had two cars but um also what what is the big one that was i could think of that pissed me off but didn't oh Why didn't he th- throwing the phone away yeah, or that also, but um, they could have stayed at, at the apartment like we were talking about earlier. There was nothing wrong with it. He just didn't want to stay there because he knew that he wouldn't be able to smoke. He couldn't so smoke. That, yeah, so, yeah. 90% because they're of this not, movie. he wasn't taking it serious. I mean, again, after COVID, I get it because people didn't take people didn't take COVID serious. They still don't. Yeah, I mean, so it, it, it fits too well now that I understand that there are people who would be that stupid and be like, well, we're just going to go out. I got to go smoke. We're going on the zombie apocalypse. Fuck safety. I got to smoke. Yeah. And it's still playing to that comedic effect at that point. Nobody's going to stop you from smoking. Is the doorman really going to actually care if you're smoking during the zombie apocalypse? No, nobody's going to care. No, they might ask for one. It's just, yeah, but Ed's an idiot. I think it was more of he just wanted to be at the bar and he just wanted to drink. And then when they go up in the lift, I really thought they were going to die. I thought they're done. Uh, yeah, they also... definitely pulled this ending off better than the mist did. We don't talk never about seen the mist. The mist. We don't, we don't I the mist. laughed during that part and we were in the theater and I laughed. Oh, but I do have to put the part where when they're down in the cellar and they leave Ed there and give him the gun to shoot himself, essentially, because the zombies are coming. Like, that is also uh, like that's. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense, because, I mean, if you're in a zombie apocalypse and you're going to die, that's what you need to do is shoot yourself. Like, if you're in a point where you know there's no way out, you use that last bullet on you. Yeah, and they're contemplating it all together, and Ed even says, I don't mind being eaten. You guys take the, you know, take the easy way. Makes sense. I mean, that's what I feel like you'd have to do. I mean, when we were watching Resident Evil Apocalypse a year ago for this podcast, 
there's a part where the guy's shooting the zombies and he goes to shoot himself and he's out of bullets. The villain. But it's like, shoot your damn self. Like, what are you shooting the zombies for? <laughs> you ain't gonna survive. Like, just yeah. end it. You're on a building with at least 100 zombies. You're not, you're not surviving. And your legs are broken. Gun. Yeah, they throw them out of the helicopter too, yep. don't they? And the, and the city's gonna get bombed soon. In like half a minute. Yeah, and you know it's like, just take your own life. Why are you being stupid? But then again, that's a different movie. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, <laughs> that's the villain getting the villain. But like, just everything, when they come up in the lift, to me, it felt like they're gonna die. And then all of a sudden, you just have the soldiers just show up and just start gunning all the zombies down. So that's thanks to Sean, because Sean tells Yvonne twice that they'll be at the Winchester. And she says whenever she hits two zombies in the head, he says, what are you doing here? And she goes, well, you told me you'll be at the Winchester. So I figured I'd swing by to make sure you guys were all right. I like that. That's the only reason he survives because of her. Mm -hmm. And I took it that all of her people died that she was with. I I take it the same way, too. Okay, probably the exact same people, too. (laughs) <laughs> and then this is when the movie like and you have that small scene when they're walking off and liz and sean hold hands and again perfect sense a traumatic situation like this would bond people no question but the part that really kind of got me with this i thought this movie's like okay this is this is ahead of its time in a way like when you have when you start seeing like when they start showing the news programs of what happened after the zombie apocalypse like how they it, it showed like they had zombies and they were then you know using them for like, game shows and stuff I mean, I'm, I'm not surprised. It. Yeah, we would. I would ha- yeah, it would happen. It, so th- this is where it also falls into Night of the Living Dead as well, because technically at the end of Night of the Living Dead, everything's kind of goes back to normal. Kind And then you see, like, you know, give an example of the end of that movie. Uh, she's walking through and you see people, you know, pretending that the zombies are like kills, like hunting and things like that. So yeah. that's also where that falls from that as well. Probably my favorite line, which I always remember from the end of this movie is, I still love him. He's still my husband. You go to bed with it? <laughs> <laughs> and they just have it locked in the back room. <laughs> do you think somebody had to do makeup on the zombie? Yes. Oh, no. God, fuck that. <laughs> oh, and I think, like, U2 is doing, like, a charity for Zombie A, too, as well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or the... Or the... Or the thing you brought up earlier where you have like the, the zombie you input cart pusher mm-hmm. that made me laugh. I'm like, well, yeah, that would 100% happen if we could. Like, oh, free labor, you got it. <sighs> yep. <laughs> yeah, it was just. And, and here we see kind of a flip of everything that's happened because Liz is now lounging instead of trying to get Sean to be more proactive with life. And yeah, sure, if you've experienced something as traumatic as the zombie apocalypse, just take some time off. I mean, you would. You're, it would, I mean, any traumatic events, you know, that a person goes through of this caliber would change a person. You know what I think the big issue was? What? I, want, mm-hmm. I, want, I want you guys to pitch a number to me. How long do you think that uh, Sean and Liz were together for? Uh, don't they say that it's been six months since the zombie apocalypse happened? Yeah. No, no, like and, before, like in general, oh, how long? Uh, been three years. You, you should probably move in after being together for a year. And that's also... Probably one of their other issues is that they've been dating for three years and Sean still wants to rent out a flat because he likes living with his best friend. I mean, I moved in with my now wife in six months. Her apartment, her lease was up. She was moving. I could get out of my lease. So fuck it. We moved in together. Liz is completely down with Sean having a zombie best friend. Yeah, I mean, that scene was supposed to be funny, which I guess it is. But at the same time, it's like, this is creepy. Yeah, <laughs> there's a couple different ways you can see this scene because you could see it as a very sad ending in the sense that Liz has given up and become the new Ed. Oh, yeah, let's just go to the Winchester tonight. But 
if you survived the zombie apocalypse because of the Winchester, I'd go to that place more often. I didn't see it that way, but I get where you're coming from. I just saw it more of after the traumatic event, they're just okay with life the way it is. Oh, I could see it that way, but I could see people saying it the other way. It's a very choose what this ending means to you sort of way to wrap up the movie. Have y'all seen the joke sequel? Joke sequel. In in uh, the first Spider Spider Verse movie, there is a poster from there's a poster called From Dusk Till Sean, where Simon right. Pegg, yeah Simon Pegg, Nick Frost, and Edgar Wright had, were drunk and they're at a bar like shooting ideas for a movie. And one of the ideas that was a joke, it was a sequel to Shaun of the Dead called From Dust Till Shaun. And ah. they they weren't sure how to do it because one of the ones, which is the poster in Spider-Verse, is that it would take place after Shaun of the Dead, but it was Shaun with a zombie Ed fighting vampires. And so <laughs> I decided to do a little bit more digging and Simon Pegg said, there's no script for it. There's nothing for it. It was a joke. One of the other ideas that we were throwing around is that the events of the first movie still happened, but everyone survived. And then the second movie would be them dealing with vampires, but it would be the exact same movie except with vampires. Well, one, if I'm watching Spider-Verse, the only poster that I care about is the uh, Clone College one. That too. I love Clone High so fucking much. But (laughs) yeah, that second season. Uh, But two, there is technically a bad ending sequel to this movie already because Nick Frost and Simon Pegg are zombies in Land of the Dead. Oh, are they? Yeah. Somebody... (laughs) Land of the Dead is, you know, I think 2005 or so, and they walled off a city. One of the things that they have in the movie is this guy's just running a, a haunted house. You know, haha, it's Halloween, let's have a fake haunted house and stuff, but some of the zombies in there are real, and two of them chained to the wall are Nick Frost and Simon Pegg. Oh, that's funny. And Edgar Wright. Is Edgar Wright in it's, it's Simon Pegg and Edgar Wright cameo, Land of the Dead. Huh. I found a YouTube clip of it. It's Land of the Dead movie. is... Okay, I've seen it once. There's also a game that they made for it that came out for Xbox, and I remember it was a big deal. Like, oh, this is going to be a game where you got to shoot them in the head to kill them, or they'll take too many shots. No shit, zombie game. It wasn't very good. I played it, I beat it, but it wasn't. I do remember that. No. My friend had it, so I just borrowed it from him and played it. Oh, there's al- there's also a uh, there's a Phineas and Ferb Shaun of the Dead reference, too, where they're all, they're <laughs> oh, all being... They're all being turned into doofenshmirtz and they're talking and they're like, why are all these guys saying the same thing? And why are they all wearing lab coats? And like they give like a really dumb reason and then they get turned into uh, they get turned into like doofenshmirtz, too. It's just really goofy. Do they all instead of groaning, just go Perry the platypus? No, they say something stupid. I can't remember what it is, though. Groaninator. Yeah, I have no idea what you guys are talking about. Phineas and Ferb is a good show. Never watched it. It's It's pretty good. I, just, I know what it is. I know the nickel joke that you say every so often is from that, right? <laughs> the yeah, nickel it is. joke okay. is so good. It's, I say it now, too, depending on if when, weird, when, when weird shit happens. Mike, all you need to know is that Doofenshmirtz is the best character. I will send you a link in a couple minutes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then, yeah, the movie just wrapped. The movie ends with, with Simon Pegg going into, or Sean going into the cabin in the shed in the back of the, in the, back of the yard, and he has... An, Zombie version of Ed, and they're playing video games. Ed tries to bite him. He's like, oh, wait, play the game. And they just play games. That's the end of the movie. Yeah, the 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 other, the last, what or not what I've seen, but the last scene is, uh, what is it? Or the, the plot hole, whatever, is that the zombies, which I guess technically is bad, but the zombies burst through the entrance to the basement, 
and Ed ends up killing both of them, and he hides in the he hides underneath the stairs. And I guess one of the guys that one of the zombies he kills is the fat one, so he uses that to block himself in, and none of the zombies can find him. And then the military also misses him too. So Sean goes back to the Winchester in the middle of the night to go see if there is a zombified Ed there, and he finds him, and so he lures him back into the shed. He says that he is used to Sean, and he wouldn't bite him now, but he might nibble on Liz a little bit. I get it, but man, when your when your loved one is a zombie, they're done. Like just yeah, we in... just had that conversation with Barbara. Mm-hmm. Willing to shoot his mom, not willing to shoot his best friend. Uh, that's fair. <laughs> also, a- as a man who sold guns for a living, a Winchester probably is the worst case zombie apocalypse weapon because that gun is a bitch and a half to load. There's like a panel <laughs> inside of the body where you have to load each bullet in one by one. And there's no real way to check how many bullets you have. That's why in the ending, they're like, well, how many bullets do we have in there? Well, also, that's the time. I mean, didn't that gun come out? The, that gun comes out in the 1800s originally. Yeah, that's old. It's an old gun. So, I mean, Winchester, isn't that gun that won the West? That's a cult. I've been watching, again, I've been watching way too much Pawn Stars, and he brings mm-hmm. it up. It's the cult. Maybe the cult. Yeah. Yeah, because the no, cult, it says I believe, the, is... the gun that won the West, the Winchester model, 1873, came to symbolize the American frontier because it had two timeless features, reliability and sheer firepower. Oh, shit. The Colt also isn't is is our gun that has to do with that, but I guess the Winchester is the one because it, it was the first repeating rifle, I think. Or first good repeating rifle. Yeah. But <laughs> too much Pawn Stars, by the way. Too much Pawn Stars. Oh, I, I, when you sold guns, I'm assuming it was in the great state of Texas? Yeah. Weird how I knew that, huh? <laughs> that, well, I mean, it was my first job. That was, that was my job that got, when I got out of the military, but that Plus one... Plus, it's Texas. Well, I mean, you could sell guns anywhere. I know, but it's always been an ongoing joke in the show because when Bill, one of our, one of the people on the show all the time, he, he always he tells a story before. His first piece of mail he got in Texas was how to conceal your gun in your car. Conceal oh, yeah. a shotgun in your car. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, no, te- Texas is real bad. So it's always been an ongoing joke to me. Like, oh, Texas. That, Plus, that when, just, when my ex-girlfriend left me, she she moved in. She moved. She left me and moved into a, with a guy in Texas. And he had a ton of guns because Texas. So it's always been my also going joke like Texas. Oh yeah, no, it it's real bad. One of one of my favorite things is is having people that people come up to me and ask for like weird chill time. And the main thing that I that we never had because I convinced people to buy it was a it was a shotgun that didn't it had it only had a pistol grip, but where the pump was at, it was over under like a shotgun. It was it's a Mossberg. It's literally called the Mossberg chainsaw shotgun. And the idea is supposed to be is if someone invades your house. You can hit them with the tip of the shotgun because it was pointy and then blow them away. I mean, to be fair, I feel if you point a gun at somebody, I don't think you need to shoot them. I would run my ass off yeah. the other way. But I guess the idea that you want to shoot people, that's why you have a gun like that, right? So. Uh, now nah, you do. <laughs> what is it? You you do that uh that joke from Reddit where some guys like I, I have guns in my house, but they're only from like 1866. So I pull out my musket and shoot the first guy completely missing and hitting the second one. And I load my <laughs> I load my cannon at the top of the stairs with grape shot, blow a hole through one and then into the next door neighbors, killing both of them. <laughs> I mean, the only thing I ever thought about having was a baseball bat. I think that's all you need for self-defense. I think you, I think every home should have a shotgun for self-defense, but you, it's completely understandable what you want to load with that shotgun. Uh, I would love to have a shotgun full of beanbag rounds. But also, we we are we are a no gun household, so I'm fine with not having one either. I don't. I will not buy a gun because I have been dark and depressed in my life, and I will never have a gun near me. So I don't like guns either. 
We just have swords. I have a sword too. I don't think it's dull, but I have a master sword. It's also my basement, so I'd have to. So it wouldn't help me out very much unless I sleep upstairs. But hey, but yeah, that's all you need. That's enough. I'm. I mean, I'm not really big into guns. I can shoot a gun, but I'm not big into guns. All right. Uh, since we kind of went around in a circle, uh, <laughs> any last things you guys want to say about Shaun the Dead? There was something, but I can't think of that. Oh, the the fact that he's not my boyfriend. Ah, oh, mate, got you your your stacks. Ah, uh, thanks, babe. <laughs> And that was funny. And how easily Ed earlier in the movie just pulls the car around and goes, "What's up?" Oh yeah, I completely forgot about that. Oh yeah, we're not. Yeah, that, yeah, we're not going to go further than that. I mean, that was two thousand. This is two thousand four. Two thousand four, and it, it's a cultural thing, but they do call cigarettes a certain thing in this movie. I mean, that's it's a I cultural mean, least, thing. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't meant as a racial slur. The other one's a racial slur that. I was like, that kind of caught me off. I'm like, really? I'm but I'm say, like, oh, yeah. Cigarettes were called that before they used it against yeah. the LGBT, so I'm completely fine with them using it. Because it's not, it's, I mean, it's a, it's not meant in that, in that way. I can't believe when I was in middle school, how many people use that word all the time, like nothing. I will never use that word. So like, yeah. Oh, isn't it good to grow up and become smarter and not dumber? Yeah. All right. I think we should go to shelf stacker box. And Joe, what about you? Uh, I guess I will go go ahead and say that I'll put this on the shelf. I like this movie a lot. I've seen it way too many times, and that's why I like. I think whenever I was, I told my uh, I told my partner we're gonna put it on. He's like, "Are you sure you want to put it on? Because you've seen that movie so many times, you could probably just remember it in general." And I'm like, "Yeah, but I might as well watch it before we have to do the podcast, so it's whatever." <laughs> but yeah, this is the shelf very okay. much so. And Phoebe. This used to be a shelf movie, but I think at this point I'm going to have to put it on the stack. It's It's been long enough that it's kind of aged in some places. It is still a, a big turn in zombie media and probably led us to getting some other bits of genre-defying zombie movies like Fido or Make Out the Violence. But this is not the best of the Cornetto trilogy in my personal opinion, so you should still watch it at least once because... This is a movie that set up a lot of stuff. What? What? Which is your favorite one? Oh, Papa's. Oh yeah, Papa's is great. <laughs> okay, and I'll go last. I'm gonna put this in the in the stack. I enjoyed the movie. It was fun. It was funny, but it got way too serious for me and way too just depressing and sad at a point, and I didn't like it. So can't highly recommend it. It's still fun, but I I don't need to see it again. I saw it once. I mean, sure, there's things I missed, but. I don't see my I don't see myself going back. It was hard for me to watch. So in the stack. All right. I think that that wraps it up. Shaun of the Dead. I am. I do want to watch Hot Fuzz now in World's End. Now I'm actually interested. So maybe at some point I'll check those out. I really want to see Baby Driver and Last Night in Soho also. And you I, have those too. I haven't seen either of those either. It's OK. I've only seen Scott Pilgrim by your right. And Ant-Man, which doesn't really count because he was only involved in a little bit of it. And, and there's only a couple scenes that were actually still his by the time that movie's done. You should also watch Space. Oh, yeah, that's good, too. What movie? Uh, it's a TV show he did. It's like two seasons long. It's called Space. Oh, never heard of it. It's pretty good. I think it's on Netflix, right? Is it? I, I it was it. originally when it, whenever Netflix came uh, out. I, I got the DVDs before streaming even started. I mean, Netflix gets rid of a lot of stuff now. Every streaming network is really getting rid of stuff. Yeah, but this is like a TV show from the 90s. So oh, it, I see it. it. Yeah, it just doesn't look like my type of thing, but who knows? Okay. It's hard to watch. Show, like, I don't like syndicated shows anymore because they're just too much. But OK, this is only seven episodes and seven episodes. That's not that bad. Yeah. Because <laughs> okay. like my wife was watching Glee at one point and she was like 20 some episodes in. 
all this shit had happened. The guy left his wife, found out, you know, all this. And like, she's still on season one. Yeah, we're not going to talk about Glee. That show goes on for far too long. <laughs> and then she just turned off the show and never went back. <laughs> so, so I get it. It's just sometimes like, just yeah. Uh, oh, right. And Phoebe, where can people find you at? Hi, I'm Phoebe. I'm also known as the Let's Play Princess. You can find me over on Twitter because I'm not letting Xehanort win. <laughs> um, you can find me on Twitch and YouTube where I do Let's Play videos and different challenges and everything. I'm taking the week off. September is going to be a little bit of a iffy thing when it comes to streaming because I'm trying to set up for the big event for the rest of the year, which is going to be dropping everything and just doing horror-related media. That's fun. Yeah. But you probably like it more than I do, huh? I'm a big fan of horror, so I'm calling it the season of spooks. Nice. I am a chicken shit. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, I would love you all the time. <laughs> I, I hate horror stuff. Completely hate it. It's okay. Uh, last time I checked for the listeners and probably Mike and Phoebe, uh, right now what's winning Mike's poll is... Blair Witch. Uh, Blair Witch, which I yeah. hate. The, I, I don't think Blair Witch is a great horror movie. <laughs> oh, that was my vote. Yeah, but it's winning. It's also the only one I wanted out of the four. So. Well, that's fair then. That's that's good then. Because I didn't like the choices. But then again, I asked Bill and Ken to pick stuff and Tiff, and all three of them like horror movies. And I was like, well, I know Tiff wanted to see Blair Witch. I'm like, this seems like the most docile of the ones that you guys have picked. So we'll put this on here. Remind me, it's Ouija. Ouija and Origin of Evil. Night of the Creeps in Suspiria. Yeah, as I, as I, as now as I just checked, uh, I voted for Ouija. I guess I'm the odd one out, but uh, Blair Witch is still winning by fifty five percent. That's fine. It, 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 I, I've never seen I've never seen Blair Witch, obviously, because on the poll. But so I'm trying to like that's no point of this whole year was to educate Mike and see things that have always been on my list to get around to. Just never did. I'm I'm excited for the for you because you played RE seven already too, right, Mike? Oh, before the podcast. Well, I'm, I'm excited for you to see references from other horror movies in that movie, at least. Which movie? It, the Blair Witch. Oh, okay. I thought, yeah. Okay. I get what you mean. I was confused. I played RE7, but it's been like, five, I don't remember anything about it. Uh, you'll, you'll you'll figure it out. You'll, you'll okay. Remember. I'm sure you'll bring it up, too. Yeah. So. Yeah. One way that it'll be brought up. So, okay. All right. And if you want to catch more episodes of the show, there are over 500 episodes of the show on Podbean. You can catch everything we do on there. Uh, just type in search. You never know what you're going to find out. Type in Walking Dead. You'll find an episode. Type in Star Wars. You'll find plenty of episodes. Type in whatever you got on your mind. Mario, Zelda. We got tons of stuff. We got weird shit, too. So just type in things and see what you find. And if you want to support the show, we do have Patreon. As I mentioned, a little as a dollar. You can vote in our Patreon poll. You'll see the link in the show notes. We also have a Discord. Please chat with us. I updated the link if you're someone who tried before. Uh, you'll see the link in the show notes. So join that. Join our Discord and chat with us. It's getting bigger. So getting more people to join and getting so please join that and want to give a shout out my awesome intro and outro courtesy of Helena and Hell Hats you can follow her on TikTok and want to give a shout out shout out to my buddy Bill Tucker who did the MCU movies with me started his own podcast Gamer Looks at 40 like over two years a year ago to two years I'm definitely go check him out I think it's been like two years almost. Uh, you can just see the link in the show notes to his podcast. You definitely go check him out. And please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, X, YouTube, and Threads. I'm on Threads now. And YouTube audio only, but subscribe if you like our show. Just because it makes me happy, even though I don't make video content. Maybe someday, but not yet. Because I don't want to. All right, and we will see you guys all next time. Bye, everybody. Bye. Time for a pint.